Trekaholic. And my guest today is the one, the only, the world famous published author, Matt Dale. Oh, me? Yes, Matt Dale. I'm so, so excited to have you on. Uh, thank you. I'm for so excited on. to be here. I never get the chance to talk about Star Trek with people. This is great. Same for me, except lately, which I'm enjoying. Yeah. Why haven't I started this? Why didn't I start this earlier? I don't know. Um, uh, I want to say thank you right away for saying when I was uh, putting out feelers for different guests uh, for this uh, new show that I'm doing. Uh, it's it's always like an inconvenience to everybody, of course. And I love that you said I'll do show number six. So it's like. Yeah. To get Matt Dale on, I have to do the first five episodes. So right there, I was committed. So I appreciate that for the nudge. I don't know if you did that on purpose or you just threw it out there and said, he'll never get to six, so don't worry about it. I don't have to do it. But uh, this is show number six of Lord X. I'm, I'm glad you made it. Oh, I was hoping you'd make it to number six. I knew you had it in you, but I'm glad if that gave you a little bit of motivation. Yes, it did. Absolutely. So I know all about you, but for some people that were hiding underneath a rock on the internet might not know who you are. Are there rocks on the internet? I'm sure there are. Um, could you please tell uh, everybody a little bit about yourself? Sure. So um, I, I think most people know me either as the guy that wrote the very very long book about quantum leap <laughs> that's that's something i've, I've definitely done recently mm-hmm. um i i've also had a doctor who website that's been running for 22 years now see i didn't so, know about that th- this is the thing so people most people i know online put me into one of one of two buckets mm-hmm. which is either this quantum leap bucket or this doctor who bucket mm-hmm. big into doctor who um but the reason I'm so excited that you invited me on is Star Trek is my first love. And As is mine. Most people don't know that about me because I guess with you, like with you, people kind of have that quantum leap connection. And mm. um, that's that's what I've been doing the last few years. Uh, obviously, working on the Quantum Leap podcast, which has been fantastic. And uh, yeah, try, trying to find time to, to get back to Star Trek when I can. Very cool. I knew you were into Doctor Who, and I just assumed because you're British. Um, yeah, it, uh, it's it's <laughs> in the rules. They they give this to you when you're born. Yeah, a list of things you you have to learn to drink tea and make it properly. But and, you have a Doctor uh, Who website, and and make a Doctor Who website. I, I made a Doctor Who website in the late '90s when wow. everything was on GeoCities, and uh, <laughs> it was cool to have gifts of men at work saying under yep. construction under construction i think yeah. my geocities page is still under construction yeah so uh i think yeah. i think i did that on purpose because everybody else had it under construction right so it's never finished uh is it, it still was, there do you have a backup is it on that uh, time machine thing no it's uh it's still there oh, um wow. i'll plug it later on but, okay cool uh, we've just relaunched it it's it's me and a friend of mine and um if, it's uh it's, it's gathered dust the last 10 years mm-hmm. but We've, we've got a bit of energy behind us and it's and relaunched it's it. been out there so long i've probably been on it so that'd be cool to connect the things you know like you see those two different actors and you think they're two different people and then at one point you realize it's the same person you're like whoa so that might <laughs> be you. Um, a lot of my friends are doctor who fans who i've known since i stopped working on the website and when i relaunched it about a month or so back i had people coming up to me on facebook saying i didn't realize that was you i used to visit that <laughs> so some of my closest friends didn't know Mm. So, uh, you mentioned Star Trek is your first love, as uh, was mine. And um, so, how did you get into Star Trek? What was your first exposure to Star Trek? And, like, what brought you into the fandom? So, it, it's all my dear mother's fault. 
Um, she uh, has been a nerd her whole life. My father was not a nerd. So as soon as <laughs> was he a I jock? Born, it, <laughs> not it, quite, not but quite. <laughs> he, certainly, he certainly wasn't into all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, as soon as I turned maybe two, three years old, she started putting me in front of Doctor Who and reruns of Star Trek. The original, this was early 80s, so it was reruns of Star Trek, the original series. Um, and using me as an excuse to be able to watch is oh, Matt. <laughs> Matt loves it. I was just sat there you know, chewing on toys and stuff. Pretty colors. Uh, but yeah, but apparently, mm-hmm. according to my mum, I was a huge fan. Um, <laughs> that was how she got away with watching good TV. As are our children now, right? Exactly. I'm doing the exact same thing with Zach. His, his mum's got to get used to Doctor Who constantly being on. <laughs> and every time he asks to switch the channels across to CBB, he's like, no, more Doctor Who, more Doctor Who. Oh, so who is his doctor? Who is your doctor? Um, so my doctor is Sylvester McCoy. Okay. Um, he's actually getting quite into Patrick Drown, um, which is, you know, the, a late 60s doctor, which is unusual. But um, he, he seems to be enjoying Troughton and Tennant. Okay. Well, yeah, David Tennant, everybody loves him, right? Um, so, uh, tell uh, a lot of times you can tell a lot about a person about what they consider their favorite episodes of Star Trek, and I know it's hard because there's so many. Yeah. But like, can you uh, give us like something like a must see, one of your favorites from each series? Okay. Um, so, I'm not sure if my one from the original series is the best episode, but it's okay. certainly my favorite. And this is, I'm, I've got to give you a bit of background before okay, I can yeah. tell you what it is. Yeah. Um, because it was repeated on the BBC. No, it wasn't even repeated. So it got its first airing, and this will be the clue. It got its first airing on the BBC around 91, 92 ish. Who is it? And I recorded it. And for, the, for a couple of years, it was the only Star Trek I had on tape. So I watched The Cage, right, over and over and over again. And even though I'd been into Star Trek all my life, mm-hmm. um, I was like 12 by that point. So it wasn't, I knew who Kirk was and mm-hmm. I knew this wasn't the right cast, but it was my cast um, just because of the fact I saw it so many times. It's the only episode of the original series I know word for word. So, so are you excited for the Pike series then? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, was that, uh, when they, uh, found the color negatives or the color print of it and released it? Yeah. Yeah. It was that version. So the, um, yeah, the BBC didn't air it until the color version showed mm-hmm. up. I think you guys had an airing of the mixed version, didn't you? But we had both versions come out on videotape. Yeah. I, I have the videotape of color black and white mixed together, I think. And yeah. then I had and seen then... it in all black and white also. All right. So, so yeah, in the UK, it didn't get aired until it was in, in color. And we had, yeah, we had the mixed VHS and then we had the full color VHS. Was the mixed VHS, um, was that where it had Gene Roddenberry introduction to the episode or something? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm remembering. Yeah, which right. they took, away, took off the, the full color VHS, which really? I, I get why, because yeah. he's talking about the, the fact that it's mixed. But, but luckily, it's internet, it's still out there. Everything is, right? Yeah. Nothing Absolutely. ever goes away. Uh, any other uh, favorites from other series, like Next Gen? Um, so, so next gen, I'm getting a friend of mine into next gen at the moment. Mm -hmm. And just before lockdown, I started inviting him over for regular, uh, sessions of of what I thought were the must see episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, we only got, we only got as far as one before lockdown (laughs) happened, uh, which was cause and effect. So that that was my, 
and I warned him. I said, "Look, this is not. This is abnormal. All right, this, this, <laughs> is, this is not what every episode is like. But it's such a cool mystery. It's got the time travel stuff. I love yeah. the time travel mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love the the mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there's a, a, a few of the next gens that really um, are really powerful in that respect. But mm-hmm. cause and effects is um, absolutely um, the top one for me. All right, that's good. Um, yeah, and then um, Deep Space Nine, probably, and Trials and yeah, uh, for Deep Space Nine. Again, the time travel aspect. Mm-hmm. I love I time love travel. All the Forrest Gump stuff that they did. <laughs> yeah, they did pretty good, actually. Considering the budget they were on for that, I yeah. think um, I think they did a damn good job. Mm-hmm. And we learn more about the Klingons in that one a little bit yeah. to not ask questions. Yes. Um, uh, any Voyager favorites? Time travel, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Voyager. I, I thought about this. Voyager and Enterprise. I love both of them, mm-hmm. but I'm not into them enough for anyone to jump out at me mm-hmm. so um and particularly voyager was kind of halfway through when i went off to uni and for a couple of years i didn't really have access to tv so i fell well behind so the first few seasons of voyager i know really well mm. and then around about the time seven of nine comes in i don't really know it that well afterwards oh it's good it's good but yeah it is i've, I've seen the whole run through a couple oh, of good, times good, good, same, good. same with enterprise mm-hmm. but yeah, that's the one thing Star Trek fans do is like, I don't know it so well. I've only seen each episode two or three times. <laughs> yeah, whereas Next Gen, I've seen yeah. every episode, including Shades of Grey, a oh dozen times or so. Data, something's got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny how you associate that line more with Shades of Grey than with... Um, yeah, the, be- the episode it came from, right? Something's got me. Because yeah, I think they just repeated as many times as they needed to fill yeah. time in that episode. <laughs> I don't know. That that and the Genesis explosion. Mm. Um, I guess Riker's a big fan of Star Trek. <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we yeah. all? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, are there other series? Did you watch Picard? Did you watch, uh, are you yeah. watching Disco? Love Disco. Um, unabashed fan of Disco. Love Picard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought my favorite parts of, it's really hard to pull out an individual episode because right, of the right. way it's yeah. but I loved the whole second half of the first series of Disco, all the Mary Universe stuff was great. Yeah, that was good stuff. Um, the, my absolute favorite so far is Magic to Make the Sanest Man Go Mad. Yes, the, and that's like Mark a time loop episode. Yeah, time loop. That was great. And it's like, one I, it's, it's uh, all encapsulated. It's one episode. Doesn't exactly. Happen. And I said going into Disco that I was looking forward to it and I was I was excited about it. I went into it with an open mind, but I was disappointed that the way TV is now, there was no way it was going to be episodic. So, mm-hmm. you know, I like my Star Trek episodic and I like the fact that I can say cause and effect and you immediately know mm-hmm. what I'm talking mm-hmm. about and, and the storyline there. I, I couldn't do that Whereas, with Disco except for that one episode that you mentioned. Exactly. And mm-hmm. all, all these other shows that are bigger than things like Walking Dead, the episode titles are meaningless. Mm-hmm. Because, because it's all just another chapter in the, in the long novel of, of what it is. Yeah. And it's weird when it's not episodic, you don't really go back as much because it's like you got to commit to watching the whole season. Yeah. You're not just going to pick one little paragraph out of the chapter or the book or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. So apart from that one. So that's, yeah. So that, that's where I thought Disco really got it right. That's another thing about, um, Strange New Worlds that I'm looking forward to is that they're going back to that format of mm. episodic. So I'm surprised it's very bold of them because mm-hmm. that's not how TV is these days. Obviously, Lower Decks has mm-hmm. has been doing that. Um, I think there's it's... an audience for it. I think there's a lot of us that will appreciate it. Yeah. So 
Lower Decks, I think. We're, we're to Lower Decks. Did we miss any Star Trek series? There's so many now. I think that's all of them. Short Treks, if you count Oh, that. yeah, Short Treks. And I, the the animated one that went through the whole um, of yeah. the original series uh, from the point of view of the Ephraim the, and Dot the, is that the name of it? That's that's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I, I just recently found out there was a, a mistake in that episode. Um, the Enterprise uh, explodes in that one, uh, yeah. which is from Star Trek Three, right? Yeah. But it says seventeen oh one A on it, and when it's they don't get the A until after it explodes and they build a new right. one. Because it was it's supposed got, to- it's got the uh, the refit to look like the A, but it's not the A yet. Yeah, so interesting. But uh yeah, that was a good one. It was very uh Wally like. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. It's cute. So that was cool. very cute. Um so now that brings us to Star Trek Lower Decks, which is what we were talking about. Uh what do you think of the first we'll say uh five episodes, the first half of series one? I'll I'll convert to English for you. Um That's me. <laughs> Um, the, the first half of uh, series one of Lower Decks. Uh, what, what do you? What's your thoughts so far on that? Um, so I, I was always inclined to like this. I think because as soon as it was announced and people started, or, or some parts of the internet started freaking out mm-hmm. that this wasn't going to be very, very serious mm-hmm. and it, it was going to be a little bit silly. As soon as those people started kicking off, I immediately wanted to love it. Mm-hmm. So I probably approached it with a bit of a biased view because I'm desperate to love it just yep. because it's so much fun like, like, watching those people tie themselves in knots. Like, damn it. Why Why do you hate it and you haven't even seen it? I love it. It's Star yeah, Trek. Right. Don't don't insult my Star Trek before I've even seen it. Yes. Yes, I agree. Uh, favorite moment so far from Lower Decks. What do you, what do you, who, are you, who are you liking? What are you liking about Lower Decks? Um, I'm loving the... Um, uh, was it the... the Ten, I've, I've got to check the character names. Mm-hmm. I'm still kind of getting used to the character names. Tenny and Rutherford. I'm loving the relationship there. So good. I am so, so shipping good. that. Mm-hmm. I, I I need that to have some resolution, but not yet. It's it's. I think it's going to be one of those things that it's going to be Ross and Rachel when it does happen. <laughs> the show's going to be kind of over, and it's just going to. They're going to have to yeah. flip flop for a while to. <laughs> now I'm picturing Rutherford saying, "But we were on a break." <laughs> <laughs> are they the Ross and Rachel of Lower Decks? They might be. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, with Boimler and Me- uh, Beckett Mariner, there's I don't think there's any really romance. It's a good uh, friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the really good thing about this. And I think they've, they've hit gold with this in a way that I don't think we've really seen since Next Generation mm-hmm. in terms of having a really good mix of characters that have got that they bounce off each other really well. They're very memorable. I will remember the characters' names very soon. <laughs> um, whereas with some of the other shows that have come since Next Gen, mm-hmm. um, I don't know that some of that magic hasn't been quite there. I've, I've loved all Star Trek, right. but, but uh, uh, sometimes the magic's not there. Just, yeah. just getting that. Uh, do you like the feel of the series? The whole uh, Next Generation feel. Yeah, I think um, you know. I, I messaged you the, like the day the first episode aired, going, "Oh my god, they've got the blue font back!" Yeah, <laughs> it's the next generation typeface. Yeah, yeah. Th- those little so, things just make you happy, right? I know. Well, that's why I've, I've got the, the holodeck background. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so great just to have all those um, all those things back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's they're striking a nice balance, right? Mm-hmm. I, this friend of mine that I'm getting into next gen really hasn't seen much Star Trek and he's enjoying this because 
you don't have to get any of these references for it to I be wondered fun. about that because there's so many references. I mean, does it just sound like gibberish to people that are watching it that haven't seen any other Star Trek? But I guess only as much as when you're watching any Star Trek, they'll introduce an alien world or an alien character and they talk about it like it's anything. And we know just to go along with the ride and we'll get introduced to it mm-hmm. properly if it's necessary. And sometimes planets get referenced that are not necessary and not important. They get dropped into conversation once and move on. And that's always happened since going back to the original series. Mm-hmm. Here, there's going to be, you know, maybe 80, 90% of the audience say, oh, <laughs> that, that was mentioned in the third episode of the second season of Deep yep. Space Nine. Yay! That's part of the fun, the whole member berries thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, but, and, uh, oh, man, I'm, I'm just loving the series so far um, for that reason, but also just the characters and the writing and everything is so smart, and uh, I just love it. It's like if I was in a holodeck and said, you know, create the perfect Star Trek episode or something yeah to entertain yeah, me the, the thing, it really is you can tell it's written by fans yeah people who who love it uh, yeah. mike, mike mcmahon seems to be doing a really good job yeah i'm impressed yeah. all right uh first impressions of this episode which is series one episode six uh what is it called Provoca- uh, terminal provocations that's um, it what does that mean i'm still not sure uh, terminal Deadly, right? Uh, yeah. Provocations to provoke some something or someone. Um, but the, I, I do wonder. I, I'm just looking back at the the episode title so mm-hmm. far. Some of these are kind of maybe almost referencing some of the dumbest episode titles that we've had in Star Trek. Are they like parody titles? Maybe Aaron Tarot. Yeah, Moist Vessel. I mean, it's there's some dumb titles. I was thinking about this. Um, when I was just talking to Brent uh, uh, on our last show about how difficult it must be to come up with interesting names when you're 784 episodes in. Yeah. So that's a challenge, but they seem to be doing it, but they don't have to be serious titles. So they can be just like um, funny or different or like that. Terminal provocation just reads to me like one of those things where some AI has been fed every episode (laughs) ever and it spat out that as being, this sounds Star Trek-y. It'd be funny if we found out if that's what they're really doing. And I'm okay with it. Terminal provocations. All right. Uh, What was your impression of the episode, the first impressions of this episode? Um, Lots of fun. Um, Knowing that I'd randomly, as you say, I just said, let's do episode six. So um, I, I was watching this through the lens of having randomly selected it. And as soon as it became clear, this was the holodeck episode. <laughs> I'm so happy I picked it. Love a good holodeck episode. Oh, yeah, it's great. Um, uh, Even though this episode is a holodeck episode, besides that arc, uh, the rest of the episodes seem very uh, unique to me as far as Star Trek episodes go. They're not like redoing the tropes of, uh, you know, the virus of the week or the, you know, whatever. So I I liked it. Okay. Uh, So uh, are you ready to watch it with me? Definitely. Okay, we'll do that after the break. Uh, we'll do a watch along for people just joining us and uh, don't know how we do it. After uh, when we come back from the break, you'll have your uh, second screen device. Uh, w- whether this is our your second screen or you have the episode on second screen, and when we say countdown three, two, one, watch it, then that's time uh, for you to watch it. We'll so. be right back. And we're back, and I'm we're back with uh, Matt Dale, my special guest from the UK. 
Hey, hey, there you go. Live long and prosper, dude. Um, and uh, we're about to do the watch along, so uh, we're going to start the episode pretty soon. We're going to count down three, two, one. And when you hear our announcer, Zoe, or the computer voice, uh, as she portrays, uh, say on view screen, that's your cue to hit play along with me and Matt. And we're going to watch it together. So uh, let's do this. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Three, two, one. On view screen. Go. We just clicked at the same time. TV 14. Three TV weeks in a row, 14. I think. Uh, that means nothing to me. Oh, Something uh, about 14-year-olds. Yeah, I guess it's like PG-13. Are you familiar with that? Are I think you Yeah, have... I mean, we, we don't have numbers. Yeah, some numbers. I think it says 12 with an octagon or something on the, on the PAL stuff. Are you still on PAL or are we all on uh, HD standard now? How does that work? Uh, we're, we're mostly HD these days. Okay. Unless it's uh, <laughs> low-budget low stuff. Oh, my God. Right, okay. This is a bit... This reminds me of me. I this think is, these guys are the Trekkies. The characters are fans. The right? characters are fans of the show. That's what I was thinking when I was watching this. Oh, my goodness. These guys are Trekkies. Like, because yeah. they love everything Star Trek, pretty much. Um, it, it, this, I thought, was kind of like a shout-out to us people who are part of the tens of millions of people who just play that video on YouTube of the engine warp sounds or different yeah. things. I got some. I didn't get a um, five point run one surround sound set up until maybe ten years or so ago. I was mm -hmm. quite late to the party, and uh, when I did the first thing, I did was put on Next Generation. I was like, I can feel the Enterprise <laughs> bridge. Yeah, yeah. The bass is pumping up that, and I hadn't really noticed the sound of it mm. until I heard it in five point one. Yeah, I and guess like in in the VHS days, it kind of just sounded like uh, video noise a little bit. Yeah. But with the subwoofer going and the rear channels behind you, it's totally immersive. It's really cool. Yeah. So uh, that was a cute little uh, opening that really didn't mean anything except introducing the character of Fletcher. Yeah. So uh, Fletcher, that might be a little Easter egg for like uh, Louise Fletcher maybe. Or is Perhaps there any other famous Fletchers? Jessica. Hmm? Jessica Fletcher, Murder, She Wrote. I'm into that. I dig it. Never seen it. Really? But, uh, I'm Louise Fletch is very good. She two. deserves an Easter egg. Yeah, she was in Porky's, right? Not seen that in a long time. Me neither. Uh, I think once the internet came out, I didn't have to watch it anymore. <laughs> you like the opening? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, it's so it's so Voyager-esque, particularly. Mm -hmm. Hey, Spaceship Junkyard. Yes, did you notice Another anything that we're supposed part. to notice yet in this? Because I know like, in a couple days, I'll be able to... Uh, read, well, that, read that somebody went over it. The NCC five hundred two looks like the um, the regular guest ship they had in Star Trek animated. Okay, five hundred two. I see. I didn't. I didn't catch that. That's. I think you see it again throughout. But it's like a cargo carrier mm -hmm. um, that they keep using throughout animated. And it's got this long bit with a big chunky bit at the front. Right away, I heard J. G. Hertzler's voice, and and we know him from uh, Quantum yes. Leap as well. He was. Yeah, he was I in. Didn't, the cruise ship episode. So I got to talk to him for a couple hours about Star Trek when I interviewed him for that. Yeah. Um, so I was excited. That was like a jump off the couch kind of moment for me. I was like, yeah, I can't believe I didn't notice. I should listen out for these kind of things. Mm -hmm. more. I, I found it funny. The security chief, the Bajoran guy, I still don't know his name, the character name. Cause, uh, but, uh, I like that. He's like doing the wharf thing where he just wants to blow everything up. And he's, <laughs> he's like, I've been really good for two months now. Please let me blow something up. <laughs> So is this cantaloupe juice or cheese or what did they say that he's he's doing? He's wheezing the juice. 
Oh, I love her. Yeah. (laughs) She's great. How do you get cheese sauce out of her in a sonic shower? How do sonic showers work? You're smart. I'm not that smart. (laughs) I don't understand. Makes everything buzz a little bit and just... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe laser beams? I I like the fact that they're playing with the McCoy-Pulaski kind of Mm -hmm. vibe here Mm -hmm. with the Doctor. Mm -hmm. Uh, right away, I didn't like Fletcher. I, I know we're not supposed to, but like, I was like, okay, who is this guy? Maybe he's now he seems to be a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Very two faced, very crazy. I would say mentally ill. And it, that's one of the things that lower decks gives us that Star Trek, especially post Roddenberry Star Trek has always tried to find ways of doing, which is humans that aren't perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that was the, great idea that Roddenberry had which everyone since has tried to figure out ways around and prequels are great Enterprise Discovery oh it's before humans got perfect mm-hmm. but um, yeah Lower Decks is kind of messing with that a bit which is, which is fun all oh, these guys yeah these right guys. they just make you happy I want, I want to be a third person in their group yeah you know, uh, just as friends yeah maybe is- <laughs> or, or more if they like me I don't know <laughs> so she's eating a taco salad and he's having a hamburger or is it a cheeseburger? It's a very small burger. Right? I hadn't noticed that. Nachos. There's a lot of good food in this uh, mess hall. Is this some something like 10 forward or I don't know, just a commissary kind of thing. Uh, do you, Fletcher, uh, I'm kind of stuck on him because he's just so insane for Star Trek. Do you ever remember any kind of character that was similar to him in any way on Star Trek? Well, I guess flawed Starfleet personnel. Mm-hmm. Your first go-to has to be Barclay. Okay. But and there's a bit of an nth degree stuff coming up a bit later right. on with him. So there's, there's maybe... I would say if Barclay was a jerk, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because Barclay... Yeah, Barclay was just... He's not, Sad. yeah, but he's he seems kind he still. Yeah, exactly. Did you now? So they set up this mystery. Yeah, Star Trek mysteries are always fun, but pretty much right away, I figured he was just lying. Yeah. So when 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 the one of the computer cores showed up, uh, choo choo dance. What is this? I, I know I'm getting the shirt. That I knew. As soon as I saw this, I know I'm getting the choo choo shirt if they offer it somewhere yeah i got excited for the choo-choo shirt but you you know there's something else coming up in a minute mm-hmm. in terms of merchandise potential that made me forget all about anything choo-choo related really what is that what am i forgetting oh my you goodness know. i'll know it when i see it right yeah okay oh yes of course yes yes we have to get one there has to, <laughs> somebody has to make one i don't care whether it's the happy one or the evil one badgie wow. i was so excited for badgie this uh did did you this uh is Microsoft paperclip it's yep. great clippy right that's exactly what i thought of and i yeah. thought that maybe somebody had this joke episode uh like just uh they made it up in their office you know like decades ago you know it'd be funny if it was a star trek badge and it, then it started killing people I don't know. Yes. I, I, I love, I love Badgie and, you know, until he starts, you know, killing yeah. people. But, uh, I, I like the fact that the computer program is glitchy and it takes time to load. Cause that's how, I mean, even setting up today, I'm like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. And stuff's loading. Give me a minute. And that's what it's really like. So. Yeah. And 
in Star Trek, everything's always perfect mm-hmm. until it's not. And particularly with these holodeck episodes. I love that moment. I lo- sorry. I love that moment right there. It reminded me of uh, Tom Paris and Bellana when they're stuck in space in that episode. Yes. That was very reminiscent yeah. of that, I think. Badgy. So, yeah. Uh, you think it's going to be a badgy plush, maybe, that they put out? Oh, yeah, that would be perfect. I can't not buy but that. Just like that as well, with the... the um, <laughs> with loading? The, the loading thing just, just stuck. Uh, if if CBS, Paramount, or whoever owns Star Trek now um, doesn't put that out, there's going to be like Etsy shops opening up just yes. for this. Because how can you not have Badgie? Yeah. It's funny they put their t-shirts over their uniforms. They don't just change. Yeah. Boimler traded 12 shifts to go to the choo-choo dance. What is a choo-choo dance? I don't know. I know there's going to be, when uh, if conventions start again, there'll be choo-choo dances. I hope so. But I don't I, know I, what that is. I guess conga lines or something? I don't know. Well, yeah, it, it looked a little like there was a there was a conga line as part of it. Yeah, I don't know. I'll go to a whatever choo-choo it is, dance. I'm, I'm starting one if no one else does. <laughs> choo-choo dance in the ballroom. Yeah. Uh, that looked like Boimler. But, but don't make it a choo-choo-choo dance. It's just too no, much. No, I don't think I could handle a choo-choo-choo dance right away. I got to work up to it. Maybe I'll start with a choo dance. <laughs> he peed his pants. Uh, that, that shadowy figure looked like Boimler. So I don't know if they what if they just used his uh, character puppet or it was just a nondescript person, but different hair, but same build. Yeah. I don't know. Did you actually think there was someone who attacked him, or did you know right away that he was just crazy and making stuff up? No, I I bought it. Okay. Um, I didn't. I don't know. I I watch these things with an open mind, but uh, yeah, I I definitely didn't pick up on what what you did. Mm-hmm. I think I was just being too busy being excited about Badgie. I, after that scene, <laughs> this, this massively became the B-plot for me. And I was like, come on, come on get back to More, more Badgie, more Badgie. I was very, like, into Badgie. Like, I was on the Badgie train. And then when he started being a murderous psychopath, I was kind of, like, concerned. I loved him more. Really? I don't know. He's great. I was watching it going, uh, I don't know if I can show this one to my daughter because he's decapitating people, you know? So what do That's I great. do there? I don't know. And and Badgie does have a, a sad ending as well. That's true. You, you make a connection to him, I think. The, the... A huge character arc for a an icon, I guess. What would you call those? A GIF? I don't know. What, what was Clippy? He was a, an assistant, a digital assistant maybe? But yeah, a, a little avatar in an the avatar. days before yeah. avatars were really... <laughs> he had insane. a real arc in such a yes. short time. Uh, Delta Shift. We finally see Delta Shift. Yeah. Uh, why do they spell Chew like that? That's different than like a Choo Choo Train, right? Yeah, that's the thing. At first, I thought they were talking about like a Choo Choo Train, mm-hmm. but then, yeah, obviously something that's else. Not what they're getting out at I all. Don't know, unless they use uh, some kind of different form of English in the future, yeah. like us Americans <laughs> use the crazy form of English. Uh, I do. You you asked before we started this, but I, I about the kind of next generation throwbacks. I love the uniforms and the Delta logo. Just all kind of almost next gen, but a step beyond it. It looks like what the show would have looked like if it had carried on. Mm-hmm. There we go. There's five hundred two again. Are we gonna? Oh no, is that it? Five hundred two. Watch it back at the start. I swear it looks like the animated series cargo ship. <laughs> 
Okay, it might be. Because of different shit. We have to wait a few days for videos to come out about every little Easter egg, so I enjoy those. Yeah. Um, uh, (laughs) Badgie. So uh, they were uh, saving power, so they disengaged non-essential operations. So that includes... um, the safety protocols for some reason. Oh, it's like safety. Yeah, oh, we, they can die. That's fine. We just need more power to, you know, light the bridge or yeah. something. And the thing is, as, as with a lot of great comedy, so much mm-hmm. of this is so predictable. Mm-hmm. As soon as they go in the holodeck, you know there's going to be a malfunction. <laughs> as soon as you see the nicest, sweetest character in the world, you know he's going to turn bad. I, I, that surprised me. I, I didn't see that. Oh, I, I was waiting for Badgie to, to go evil. Okay. He was just too perfect. One thing I thought was very clever in this is there's so many uh, Star Trek holodeck episodes where the safety protocols are off, but they never thought to switch their surroundings to make things yes. better. That was very uh, unique. Yeah. So much blood. <laughs> yeah you're right maybe this isn't one for the kids yeah i might have to edit it i did a total recall edit to make uh the r-rated uh, arnold schwarzenegger version of total recall like a g-rated version it was very short oh yeah i just cut Same out any hit. guns any bullets any blood yeah and it was just like uh he went to mars he went to mars and people were chasing him in a car and then uh yeah. everything was okay but yeah. so i might have to do that with this one i don't know uh, I want to call him Martok, but what what is his <laughs> what is this character's name? I have no idea. Do you know recognize the species? I don't. No, I think it's I think it's new. Let's call him Martok. Martok. Uh, and we see a trill on the bridge. I don't know her name yet, but she's been in a few episodes. Yeah. And again, it's all it's all that stuff that the new fans aren't going to get that it's a trill, and mm-hmm. they're not going to care. And it's just it's something yeah. nice for us. Fletcher, I'm stuck on this guy. I, I don't like him, which is good. Um, but uh, have you in the before times when we worked at like buildings instead of uh, remotely all of us? Uh, did did you ever work with somebody like Fletcher? Yes, is uh, I still do, just virtually. <laughs> just virtually. Yeah, I no, work. I work with some people. I'm that, able to minimize them now and yeah. listen to them and mute pretend them, they're not there. Turn off notifications. Yeah, I work with somebody who I swear is a bot, but I'm not sure. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pee I think I work with someone who's good badgie. Uh, <laughs> so, h- how do we how do we fashion our badgies before we can buy our badgies? Ma- make know. them out I'm of construction paper, points. maybe? It's a real shame. What could the badgie do? Like, it, it could have a loading screen. It could be some kind of Bluetooth something. Maybe. Yeah. So does he? He doesn't get smarter. He just makes his crazy go to the computer, right? Yeah. Let beat my pants. <laughs> I I tried to have sympathy for him, but it was difficult. Yes. Um, I love how they resolved this coming up. Uh, his character. Um. Uh. At f- the first thing I thought of was conundrum. A little bit to where there's like a character that everybody knows that you've never seen before. And you're like, what did I miss? Yes. And that's another one of those great mystery episodes mm-hmm. of Next mm-hmm. Gen that I was talking about earlier. Clues is a good mystery episode. Yeah. I love that one. Um, I, I love the relationship between Boimler and uh, Beckett uh, and how it grew in this episode more. 
it's it's really yeah. good. What did you think of uh, this computer core slash AI going crazy thing? That surprised me. I didn't see that coming at all. I was like, what? No, uh, I didn't. But once again, you, you're asking the guy who every time Badgie's not on the screen, it's just... <laughs> I was just like, I'll come back in a minute. I'm going to go and fix myself a coffee. <laughs> Shout me when Badgie's back. Fans fans demand more Badgie. Yeah. Uh, uh, at the last thing we see of Badgie, speaking of Badgie, was very Moriarty-like, I think. Yes. Yeah, I got a Moriarty guy. Yeah, he's, so he's still in there. Huh? He'll be back. There'll, there'll be some legal activity happening off screen, and then once it's all finally sorted out, there'll be a sequel episode three years later. I really uh, loved um, about how in the beginning of Badgie, he was talking about, would you like to learn a lesson? And it's like, oh, something sweet, like a little learning program. And then when he says it again at the end, it's like, uh, yeah, ominous. that's clever. Yeah. So the same wording, just with different uh, backstory of that 20 last 20 minutes. Now, why was, was, was he sentient? Is that why he's having trouble? Um, uh, like climbing the stairs or in the cold or was he, did he just not know he was in a program? So he reacted like he couldn't do the things he could do. Well, he's given how basic the program is before everything goes wrong. Mm -hmm. I got to believe he's somehow become sentient. Okay. And also this is just a thing in Star Trek. It's very easy to give sentience to hologram. Yeah. If the story demands it. It's weird when they're not sentient anymore, right? Yes. (laughs) The gloves. Cosplay. I didn't think of that. Because, you know, there's been Clippy (laughs) cosplay that won the internet a few times. Badgy cosplay. Yeah. Oh, That's it. I'm going to go. I I don't really do Star Trek conventions. I do Doctor Who conventions. Mm -hmm. But the next Doctor Who convention I go to, I'm going to go as as Badgy. Yeah. Has there been a sonic screwdriver as as a cosplay? I've never done Sonic Screwdriver. I've seen Sonic Screwdriver done plenty of times. Okay, I haven't. No, so that's cool. They <laughs> put a blanket over it. They drag it, mm. and the whole time he, uh, oh man, yeah, he, um, he Fletcher's trying to make up different lies and stories, and I'm like, this <laughs> is crazy. It it's just worse. It gets worse. I've worked with people like this in, in like former jobs when I was a kid in different restaurants yeah. that are just like mean evil people that just lie about everything and i I just don't get it and that's something you don't see in starfleet you really don't and i think they call that out don't they they say you're so not acting like starfleet or something yeah Mm -hmm. like i say it's it's so good this is something that lower decks has really opened up Mm -hmm. that i don't think they'll get away with in any of the live action shows Mm -hmm. but it's always such an effort to get an excuse for imperfect Mm -hmm. people I like oh, how, the whole reason for Deep Space Nine and Voyager's mm-hmm. setup is to try mm-hmm. and force that. I, I like how they're just nonchalantly dragging the the thing <laughs> that's trying to kill them in a blanket, talking, and you know, like a normal day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I had the the closed captioning on the second time I watched this, so I was liking the different things that uh, both uh, Fletcher and uh, this Fletcher esque. Mm-hmm. computer core weaponized thing just yeah. little things they were saying that were cute so getting fired for this <laughs> which is uh from the original trailer right when they were promoting this but it was it looked like there was an explosion so they kind of cut those two things together so i'm yeah. glad i wasn't spoiled on that yeah I, I i'm loving the captain in the series yeah yeah so she's a lot of fun yeah 
Him, I still haven't figured out. I, they need to do an episode with him. Yeah. I like how he grabs uh, the doctor and gives her a big kiss. That That's that's very not something you see on Star Trek, I think. Yeah. yeah we I, did it. I, I think they've got a really good balance. I, I was worried when they started. In, <laughs> I was worried when they started announcing the characters and they started making a big deal about the bridge crew. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this, this is meant to be about the little guys. Why why are we caring about the bridge crew? And they're, they're just setting what I think is the right level of mm-hmm. getting them involved, making mm-hmm. them realistic, well-rounded characters, but they're not the main characters. Right. And it's almost... Um... Like the whole A story, we'll call it, I guess, which is now the B story. Um, yeah. it, it's it's just there to facilitate the the story about the Lower Decks crew, which is great. Right. And I liked how he started, Badgie started calling uh, Rutherford father. Yes. So he knew he was his creator. He yeah. shanks He shanks him with, is that ice? I think so. Yes. Ow. <laughs> this, and this is so well shot. I don't know yeah. whatever what you put in animation, the lighting and mm-hmm. the angles. It's blood on the on the virtual camera lens. Yeah, I mean, that was great, and I, I like yeah. seeing the 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 holodeck like disintegrate in the background there. What we see that with uh, in um, the one with uh, um, Moriarty in it. Uh, what was that called? Oh, I, with uh, Pulaski. I was thinking of uh, Homewood. Oh, that one also. I guess they do that a lot. So, the oh, sign yeah. of a forge. He freezes. Oh, oh no, no! Don't do it. Shh, don't talk. So he snaps his neck here, right? That's what yeah. happens. Mm. <gasps> yeah. Oof. I oh. mean, that's that was a devastating loss to the Star Trek world. It was, but this mustache guy—he gets me every time. Why has he got a mustache? It bothers me. I don't know. I, I like that he was. Um, uh, uh, Rutherford yay. was. Yeah, he's back. Rutherford was uh, saying, "I'm sorry. I, I was. I was trying to impress Tendi, and she's so cute. So there's definitely still yeah. romantic, uh, romantic yeah. inclinations there. So the. <laughs> so he's just acting I'm like he's a good guy because he's still, he's still, yeah. yeah. Uh, did you yeah, see? There's, there's got to be a sequel. Oh, I, more. I think we all demand more Badgie. It's it's going to be one of those things where when they finally put the action figures out, um, the, you know, the rare will be the Badgie. I think. Yeah. Did you, Did you see this ending coming? Of him no. being promoted, uh, failing upward. No. No, and then and I should have done because that's um, that's been a bit of a theme so far mm-hmm. in the show. The screw ups get recognized, <laughs> which is which is how you get bad rolls, right? Bad admirals, yes. yeah. <laughs> Yay! Great job. There's an Endorian, and he goes to the Titans. So that's that's like a call out to the Titan novels yeah. and Riker's ship. Now, in this time, would Riker have been on the Titan already? I think so, because this is this is post Nemesis. Post Nemesis. Right? Yeah, and six uh, days later. <laughs> I got fired. Of course you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) The hair. I've never seen hair like that in Star Trek either. No. So everything about him is wrong. Yeah. That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's like the video version of breaking up. (laughs) 
they like they're 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 on the same team now officially. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I love their friendship. I I love both characters. I I triple keychain to the captain captain jot. I hadn't seen that the first time around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, of course they can go in the captain jot because that's her mom's ship. Okay, next week on lower oh, decks. Next week, there's a dog. Creepy dog. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> Lovely animation. Yeah. Another one not to show the kids. Yeah. Mm. The dog turning itself inside out. Yeah. So he he's phased, I guess. Yeah, but, but slightly visible. Malfunction episode. Yeah, those are always good. <laughs> I like how he just tries to carry on like normal. That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. Next I, phase is another one of my favorite episodes. Next phase is beautiful. We're dead, Jordy. I don't think they're dead. All right, so that was uh, Star Trek Lower Decks Series One, Episode Six. I still don't know the title. Like, what is it again? Uh, terminal provocations. Terminal provocations. Terminal provocations. You're you're seeing the process of her brain's learning the episode. Uh, Us talking about this means that in a few weeks' time, I'll look back and this will be the only episode title I'll remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I uh, no, I memorized episode titles back in the day. There wasn't DVD or streaming or anything like that. So uh, what I did is I would record them on VHS. And yeah. I made little uh, labels on the computer and printed them out. And I made sure I got the TV guide out or, or paused the episode and wrote down the title and then wrote it on the tape. And then I knew the episode title from there on. I hope you uh, you did it fully accurately with the variants of part one and part two that Next Generation uses inconsistently. I think that's that's very important. Oh, however it aired originally, I guess. But yeah, that's I, what I mean. I so, remember uh, I used a T180 VHS tape, and it was the third episode on the, which is the best of both worlds, was the third episode on that tape. And then uh, I started a new tape for the part two, and then when it re-aired, this is so old and analog, um, when it re-aired uh, one and two, I put on one tape so I could watch them together. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think when they released the VHSs, they did that. And that's one thing about the Blu-rays even. Uh, it's it's uh, seasons of Blu-rays. So you have to put it in, you got to get up and put in the next disc for the second that's episode. But then they got smart, uh, Paramount or CBS. Who puts them out? I don't even know. But uh, the Blu-rays that came out, the next gens, which are great, but um, they put out separate ones with the two parters in between. So you could watch that Blu-ray to watch both parts at once. So. Yeah, of all of those ones, though, I think Best of Both Worlds struggles the most from the fact that suddenly from one shot to the next, everyone's hair changes, <laughs> right? Because they're massive haircuts. Yeah. They, they, the lighting all changes. It's quite jarring. It's, it's one of the, And also this big buildup, Mr. Wharf, fire. Oh, yeah. no. It's but if I guess <laughs> if Patrick Stewart didn't want to sign the contract, it, that he would have died. Yeah. Right? So uh, that that's one of those things nowadays. I think they would film um the beginning of the second part of the episode so it matched right yeah exactly but there's, just there's the, things the like cold that open would have mm-hmm. 
would have made all the difference. Yeah. Okay. So, wow. That was a, a watch along of uh, Lower Decks, uh, the latest episode, episode six. So after the break, I want to come back and uh, talk about our final thoughts on the episode now that we've watched it again. This is the third time for me and it's fresh in our minds. And uh, we also uh, are going to do a Trek and Tell. Do you have a Star Trek item to show off to the class today? I do indeed. Okay. So stay tuned for that uh, and uh, we'll be right back. And we're back. We're back. We're back. Again, if you're just joining us, this is Matt Dale from the UK, and I'm Albie from the uh, other place, uh, the US. The colonies. The colonies uh, for right now. And uh, we're talking about <laughs> Series 1, Episode 6 of Lower Decks, Terminal Provocations. I think I learned it. You got it. I learned it. Okay. My memory is working a little bit. Um, now, uh, what, what are your, fi- uh, we have Trek and Tell coming up and our ratings, so stay tuned for that. But right now, uh, I just want to, final thoughts on this episode in particular. Okay. Um, love the holodeck story. Badgie was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Definitely have to see some more of Badgie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really hope, I, I know that ending was kind of a trope, maybe just a throwaway gag. And they'll never bring him back. <laughs> but I hope I'm wrong. And they actually, fans demand it and it happens. The, the other part, whether it was the A plot or the B mm-hmm. plot, um, I didn't engage with quite as much. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was there and it was fun. Um, all the stuff with Fletcher. Yeah, I, it, it was good. Good, solid Star Trek, uh, but nothing that stood out. But yeah, the as is quite often the case with Star Trek, the B plot is what really mm-hmm. made it shine. The A plot and B plot is confusing with this because they're reversed. So maybe I'll go with the upper deck plot and the lower deck plot. Maybe that's a better way to look at it. I don't know. Well, I guess there's there's, there's two lower deck plots, right? That's true. Because so you I have Fletcher and you have... Plot, I meant Fletcher and Badgie. I oh, wasn't okay. Even Not even the bridge crew. Okay. So they're, they're the C plot. Basically, the, yes. the bridge crew. Yeah. I, the only part about that whole thing was uh, I, I found the Bajoran security officer, still don't know his name. Uh, I th- found that funny because it was like a Worf parody, kind of just wanting yeah. to blow everything up. And the other thing was J.G. Hertzler being in Star Trek yes. again. Uh, I'm in love with that man. He's he's awesome in every way. Yeah. And Martok and everything else he's played, you know, even what was uh, was he a Vulcan in um, Emissary, I think? Is that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So even that part, anytime I see him on screen, I'm excited. And I just heard his voice and I was like, (gasps) so that was, that was a good little, um, happy moment for me. But, uh, yeah, yeah, badgie that, that whole badgie and the Rutherford and Tendi, uh, story. It was great. That was, that was the main focus for me of the episode. So I would agree with you on that. Um, okay. And, uh, we're going to do our ratings, but not yet. Did you bring something for Trek and tell? I did, I did indeed. Hey, I'm a surprise. I'm I'm excited to be surprised. What could it possibly? So this, be? this has um, a, a special special connection for me um, because this is something that I got back when I was maybe about twenty ish. I was at uni and my which is college, world, right? What's that? Uni That's is what college. You would call college. Okay, thank you. But what we call college is something else. So university, yeah. university. Mm-hmm. I was taking my Bachelor of the Arts um, and my worldly possessions were in the kitchen. I, I had like a wok and a frying pan and some DVDs. And that's, you know, typical mm-hmm. uni slash college. I, I owned nothing fun. And this thing came up on eBay that I was like, I got to get that. And for 
years, but it was at least for a few years. It was the only fun thing that I owned. Mm-hmm. So this is um, Chris Doohan was selling these. Um, yeah, got twenty years ago now. Wow, I like Chris Doohan. He's pretty cool. And what it is, I don't know if that's is that focusing. No, hold on. Let me get my glasses on. No, that doesn't work. Okay. No, I think it's uh, I think it's the camera staying focused on my face. It's, it's in a this, state of flux. Yeah, it, there you go. It's a piece of the original dilithium crystal from the 1701. Like from the actual set? Yeah. They, no. they, let, they let Jimmy walk off with a big chunk of it at the end of the show. I, I don't know if they let him or if he just walked off with it. That's insane. And um, Chris. Dude, uh, that's like a piece of history right there. That should be in the Smithsonian. Uh, after Chris passed away, he just chunked it off. Oh, after after Jimmy passed away, Chris chunked it off into these little bits. Wow! Uh, he sold these little vials of dust, and he also sold proper chunks. So, so you, your life savings went to that chunk, apparently, because I mean, dust I'd buy for hundreds of dollars. I don't. I don't think it was that much. Really? That is amazing. That's a piece of history that <laughs> I didn't even know existed. Are, yeah. are, are is there more of those out on the secondary market or? I, I haven't looked since then, but at the time he was selling, he, he had a few dozen of these bits to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, M- meanwhile, Chris Dewan's got just a big 50 pound sack of like Epsom salts. And he's like, yep, that's what this is. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I think it's real. It looks real. It, it looks, it looks plausible, right? It's, so, it's, it's got, it, it's got an authenticity just because it's him. So yes. I buy it. I buy it. That's the thing. It, it, it doesn't come with a certificate of authenticity or anything mm-hmm. beyond the fact that I know he was talking about it on his blog, and it was it was on eBay under his name. It, you know, it's I like it's it. Got to be real, right? It's really uh, cool. I don't know if, if I'll be able to find reference photos. Do not contact me. Yes. I, I've been looking for twenty years. Yes. Real, so I, I, I don't want to know if it's not real. No. That is amazing. I, that's a really cool trek and tell. Uh, I think uh, was it um, Connor Trenier was talking about on the Enterprise panel. I know you haven't seen the panels yet. Um, but he was talking about how he one of his souvenirs was crystals from some crystal episode of Enterprise. I'm trying to remember which one. But he said uh, he filled up two like suitcases with those crystals. Yeah. So and he's been distributing them. So nice. So it, it, I'd say plausible. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. My, I do keep an eye on eBay for. Um, have uh, you seen for, other ones of those out there? Not not of those, but I keep an eye for Star Trek screen use props and one oh, of yeah. these days. It, Periodically, you get signage from the next-gen Deep Space Nine and Voyager era, so the kind of the L cars-looking door signs. Oh, really? Like, I would like, like any rectangles piece. with numbers on them. They tend to go for a few hundred. Yeah, um, I, I uh, really considered cool. buying plastic f- forks and, and knives from Enterprise Shuttle Pod One, possibly used on screen for like yeah. two hundred dollars. I was like, maybe it was used on screen. Yeah. Maybe it was either uh, Shuttle Pod One or there was another episode that everybody was in the mess hall and they had that silverware, and it looked but it you, looked real. But how how do you know? I don't know. You know, even if it wasn't used on screen, it it's been near Scott Bakula. Right. Anything near Scott Bakula is worth something to me. Yeah. Um, okay. My trek and tell. This isn't episode specific because again, I don't have anything from Lower Decks yet. I hope to have a lot from Lower Decks coming up. Some screen-used props, hopefully. That would be amazing. A screen-used badgy glove. I'll take it. Yes. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Um, but uh, in the Star Trek Day panels, which uh, I talked about with uh, Brent uh, in the last episode, Kate Mulgrew and um, 
Robert Duncan McNeil were talking about how they still t- stay in touch. And Kate Mulgrew said, because they have children together. And I was like, huh, for a second, I was like, I, I, I knew Alexander Sadig and Nana Visitor yeah. had children together, but I had no idea. And then I was like, oh, salamander children. Yeah. So like she got me for a second. Yeah. I, I, I was like, what's going on? How did I miss that? I, but, oh yeah, they do have children together. So in, in, for that, I have <gasps> this. Cool. I don't know if you've seen our, our mutual friend, Allison's. Why is this not focusing? Uh, our Allison's video on this episode of uh, Star Trek Voyager. But this uh, is Tom no, Harris. I can imagine it's very funny. Oh, it's she, great. She, she has very amusing opinions on the had episodes of Star Trek. And that is, that's not a good episode. From the episode Threshold. See, now I'm of the mind where I love Threshold. Everybody hates on Threshold. And maybe it's that same thing that you mentioned in the beginning of the episode. Everybody hates it. So maybe that's why I love it. Don't hate my thing yeah. I love. And this is part of yeah. the thing I love. But this is Threshold Tom Paris as uh, almost a uh, salamander person. I, nice. I, I think with with or without tongue, I'm not sure. Looks like no tongue. <laughs> but, uh, That's very cool. Though. Just because of that shout out that they gave to that episode in the Star Trek Voyager panel, I figured I'd show that. Yeah. So, nice. Only three dollars on the got it at a comic. Well, you can't see it because it's a green sticker. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's a wormhole. It broke the broke the warp ten barrier. Does that even make sense? That you would. would they evolved more or de-evolved? What was I, none of that episode makes sense. But, you know, it's a fun one. Hey, maybe I, I'd be up for doing a Trekaholic on that episode. That would be awesome. Yeah, I definitely yeah. want to do that episode because I, I, yeah. I, spoilers, I love it. And I don't know why. But uh, And there's a lot of uh, unanswered questions and ramifications about the new species yes. they created or the new evolution of man, possibly. But uh, that, was, that was my Trek and Tell. So uh, Mutated Paris. Nice. <laughs> Which is, sounds like a good title for a movie, Mutated yeah. Paris. Because in uh, every disaster movie, it's always the, the Eiffel Tower is always in it. All right, now we're ready for our ratings. On a scale of 1 to 10, what do you give Lower Decks Series 1, Episode 6, Terminal Provocations? I would give this 7 dodgy hairdos out of 10. <laughs> So Fletcher's hairdo, basically? Seven Fletcher's hairdos out of ten. Okay, seven. Um, Why? And it, it, just because, as I said before, I, I love elements of this episode. Mm-hmm. Some of it didn't quite land for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's high quality, um, but I think with a different A plot, it, this could easily have been a 10 out of 10 for me. Okay. Uh, I am going to give this episode... Uh, a seven as well. Seven furry nachos. Nice. Um, and I, I overall, I want to give it an eight because I just love the episode and how much they packed into it and how sucked in I was right away to the adventure and everything that was going on. And I was just like, I didn't know what was going on and I was enjoying it left and right. And then, of course, JG's uh, voice in there. Yeah. Uh, but then when I saw the bloodiness and the decapitation and the arm break, I was like, how can I watch this with my daughter? And she's watched every episode up to this. So that kind of took a point off for me in my situation. Uh, And like, I I watch family guy, I watch Rick and Morty and that kind of stuff all the time. So, but I wouldn't watch those with my daughter yet, but lower decks she's really into. So it kind of put me in a little spot. So I'm, I'm, that's why I went with a seven. 
But uh, good call. But uh, it's one that I will watch again and again. And as soon as we get off this call, I'm sure I'll, I'll go watch it one more time. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. I'm looking forward to next week. Do you know the title of next week? Is is that accessible to any of us? With the uh, keyboard? I don't, and memory also don't seem to either. Yeah, so, so episode seven. Episode seven. I, I think it'll be called Bat Dog. I don't know. I hope so. What do you think will happen in that episode? What does I, I, it look like? I, it's always a, a wrong guess that when I look at these previews, I'm like, oh, that's what this episode's about. Not going to be about. But what what would you think would fit into that? With There's a dog that's like possessed by an alien, maybe something like uh, a Flurkin or or maybe uh, the cat from Alien, but in a dog. Yeah, form. It's, it's or is it a nightmare? A- maybe episode. Maybe oh, somebody's having a dream or nightmare. Yeah, I, I, I'm guessing these, the, the dog's turning itself inside out and the next phase transporter experiment thing are going to be not linked. They, these are going to be two different plots. Ooh, but the fly maybe. You think he tried it on a dog and a bat flew in there? I know that's I, not right. I definitely, with, with the two, yes, um, the fly. two transporters, I got a fly vibe. Yeah, because he was transporting from one place to the other and it was like two fly pods. But, but why? They've got a transporter that can... Why? I, yeah, I want to. I want to know what that transporter experiment's all about. It'll be interesting. So, and uh, obviously, Boimler doesn't stay phased, so they resolve that hopefully, presumably, or you never know. But that's another another action figure that they can do. Like they had that translucent Jordy from that one yeah. episode where he turned into, I guess, another mutated lizard person yeah. thing. So they could do a. I, I I hope they do action figures. There hasn't been Star Trek action figures in a while, has there? Like fa- uh, fancy expensive ones, but not low, really. Lower decks is is right for it. Yeah, I wish Playmates did it. That would be like the perfect style, or whoever has the license now do it in that Playmates style. Yeah, because it's almost animated. Those those are almost animated looking, so that'd yeah. be great. All right, any uh, any final thoughts on this episode or lower decks as a whole? No, just really enjoying the ride. Can't believe there's only four more left. I know uh, it's sad, love, right? I'm excited, I love but disco, and I can't wait for that. But still. I want a few more of these. Did you see the the preview for uh, Disco Season 3? Not yet, no. Really? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I've said this before on here, but I I haven't said it to you. Um, I was looking forward to Disco, but I wasn't excited. After I saw the trailer, super excited. I don't want Lower Decks to end yet, but I can't wait for Disco to start now, which is not something I thought I would ever say. So, I'll uh, let you know what I think. All right. So uh, I would love to have you on again if you would uh, uh, love to come back. You're always invited. Uh, I appreciate you doing this for me. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really big get for me to have the Matt Dale on Trekaholic, another Star Trek podcast. So I really appreciate you being here. You're a kind man. Always good to talk to you, Albie. Oh, thank you so much. You, if we got anything wrong or uh, you liked anything we said or you can expand on it, uh, put kind comments below and uh, hit the like button and subscribe. And uh, so you get notified for when we talk about another episode of Star Trek that we love. Plugs! Yes, that's one of the reasons I had you on. Plugs. Well, that was so close. People already changed to the next video. We have different plugs in the UK, so... (laughs) You do, they're funny looking. They're funny looking, right? They stick into the wall better than your ones. Oh, do they? They, Yeah, uh, they've kind of improved ours a little bit. Uh, One of the prongs is bigger than the other, so it only works one way. Yeah. And it's not like USB where you have to do it three times. You can just do it once <laughs> or twice. But it still fits in if you jam it. I don't know. 
uh, alternating current. So uh, let people know where they can find you and how they can uh, learn more about what you've written. Best way to find me is uh, tmebooks.uk. So TME stands for the Millennium Effect, tmebooks.uk. That will direct you to a page all about my Quantum Leap book, and it also links off to my Doctor Who website, which is called the Millennium Effect. So you get two for one at that URL. I'm also at twitter.com slash Matt underscore Dale. Underscore. Is that the middle name? And of course... Quantum Leap Did yes. I get that right? Uh, Quantum I think so. Yeah. Uh, you are yeah. one of the three hosts of Quantum Leap Podcast and The Next Generation. Yes. You and Christopher D. Philippus, people who've watched uh, Truckaholic before, uh, they know Christopher D. Philippus and Allison Pregler. Yeah. Also famous Good in team. her own right. Yeah. It's a great show. Check it out. Start from the beginning. I think there's uh, 180 hours of uh, talking about Quantum Leap there. And uh, that's good to do. Okay. So uh, I'm sure they'll do that. And uh, those links will be available in the show notes. And uh, so go click on those and buy the book. Are are there still physical copies of the book um, available? There are. It's print on demand. So um, the website will direct you through to your local branch of Lulu. All right. print it up in your own country and send it out. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, save on some shipping. Some oh, yeah, you don't get caught by right. any kind of import tax. I believe my name is in that book somewhere a few times. It is. Awesome. It's in there a lot. Really? Is there a your, way to search how many times? A lot. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. I, 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 I really appreciate that. So uh, now for Trekaholic, I've been Albie. And I've been Matt. Maintain course. Thank you for listening to Trekaholic, another Star Trek podcast. Please support the show by going to patreon.com slash trekaholic. Send written or audio feedback to trekaholicpod at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 305-707-TREK. That's 305-707-8735. And don't worry, no one will pick up. It's only for voicemail. Visit our website at trekaholic.com for more information. Trekaholic, another Star Trek podcast, is not affiliated in any way with CBS or Paramount. I'm your announcer, Zoe Dean. Trekaholic, another Star Trek podcast, is a Baron Space production. <laughs>